Hey y'all, so um, I am still on hiatus, uh, but I had some thoughts. <laughs> I had some thoughts that I wanted to share. Um, this is one of those little surprise episodes that I mentioned, that I hoped I mentioned, where, um, cause y'all know I love to talk. I love to, I love to get some, get some, get some thoughts out. Um, and so I still, you know, every, every now and again, I'm going to get, uh, some topic or some idea or whatever on my mind and I'm just going to want to share it. So, uh, yeah, like I said, this will be one of those surprise, little surprise episodes. Um, and what I wanted to talk about was, is, um, the Joker and like mental health access as shown in the movie, the Joker, the one with, um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix as, as Arthur Curry. No, <laughs> that's Aquaman. As Arthur, I forget his last name, but you know what I mean? The, that one, that one. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that. Uh, so I guess I'm just going to get into it. So, um, what really struck me when I watched the movie was that through Arthur, I was having this experience of um, of mental health resources that I usually don't have in movies, at least. I've had, as a um, person who has been in, you know, low-income bracket for most of her life, um, it's an experience that I'm familiar with where, you know, you get a more, um, sterile version of mental health resources at times, um, and more clinical feel, right? Where it's like, you don't necessarily feel like you're being, uh, like you're being a human being being helped so much as a human being that's being dealt with and got out of the way for the next person in a mental health crisis. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that was one of the first, and that, that was just from like the opening, not the opening, I think, was it the opening scene where we just kind of see, um, Arthur Curry kind of going, not Arthur Curry, this is not Arthur Curry. Um, we see Arthur just kind of going throughout, going about his day. I think at some point, either while he's at home or, yeah, I think while he's at home, um, we see while he's home or while he, while he's walking around and you can hear it on the, on the TV or hear the news on the radio or something. But basically, you know, um, at some point you hear a news anchor talking about how social services, um, has uh, the funding for social services has been slashed again. Um, and then you see Arthur going into, um, the Gotham Hospital for the Criminally Insane to meet with his, um, his caseworker or his, uh, his case manager, um, for services that honestly should be available out, out of like an office on just like a regular street. Right. And instead we see Arthur go into this building, uh, where he shares an elevator with someone who's thrashing about so violently on a hospital bed that the only thing stopping him from rolling off is a bunch of restraints holding him down and the armed guards standing next to him. So, you know, it's like 
the so it's like okay the money is being taken from social services and clearly one of the results of that is all uh mental health um social service human service uh, resources are being kind of put in this one-stop shop of the hospital for the criminally insane um and so again you know that's while that's not specifically or literally um, an experience that I'm familiar with, I've never lived in Gotham because, you know, um, that feeling of like your uh, social service experience or your your experience of of mental health resources just feels very clinical, very much like the the people that you have no choice but to go to for help because you don't have the money to pay for a higher quality mental health services, um, those same people see you as one of too many people on their caseload and therefore instead of being able to give you that one-on-one feel of someone who's really paying attention to you, caring about you, um, enough to get to know you and try to really help you, it's like bare minimum look are you about to hurt yourself no are you about to, are you about to hurt somebody else no okay well we're gonna take some notes about whatever you say to us and we're gonna do our best but there's only so much we can do and you feel that even when you know the caseworker or the therapist or whoever you're talking to doesn't say it you feel it um yeah so i you know i'm, I'm watching this movie and i'm seeing this person have the type of mental health resource or experience with mental health mental health resources um that comes specifically with or tends to come with uh being socio-economically disadvantaged vulnerable um which means unfortunately that for a lot of people who are socioeconomically disadvantaged or vulnerable people who you know exist and most likely have existed for a long time in low income no income bracket um a lot of our mental health resources don't get dealt with at all even when we are going to the resources trying to find the help um yeah so I just that was that was one thing that stuck out to me um and I hope that that you know at least even with just that part would start this conversation in larger society because there were so many parallels between you know the fact that Arthur fell through the cracks why he fell through the cracks how government the slashing of government funding lended itself to this situation where you had this woman um who's overworked probably underpaid, most definitely underpaid, way too many people on her workload each day, most likely not enough time to really even take notes, let alone like pay attention to them, get to know them and give them that. Um, yeah, I so many parallels with what's happening in real life. I thought, I'd hoped that there would be a larger conversation that, that would get started. Um, and instead it was just a lot of incel memes, which many of which were very funny um and the conversation around how uh you know the story of Arthur connected to this story of um the type of people who join groups like QAnon and Outright and stuff like that um 
like those those conversations were are not invalid um and the memes are not invalid I just wish that among all that we'd also been having this conversation because then we see um Arthur literally telling this person like no I'm not gonna hurt myself no I'm not gonna hurt somebody else or I don't feel like that right now as you're asking me but I do feel very unstable and I need help I feel like I'm losing control of myself I I feel like I'm losing like I'm just I, I, I need help um and in a perfect world um somebody like Arthur can say that to someone and actually get help uh but unfortunately um in a reflection of what happened with Arthur a lot of times people again you know who are already having to depend on um public service type mental health resources um falling through the cracks because the people that are helping them are not being set up in the 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 best capacity to actually help like I you know definitely in, in my life felt like I was telling people um that I needed help and that I you know right that I was really going through and while I couldn't say that I was a definite harm to myself or other people I still needed help um and then getting this this sense of I'm not a person to you or I can't you because of the way your job is set up I can't really be a person to you I'm a number that you're trying to move through um so yeah I just I I wish we had had more of that conversation um because it would have been super super relevant um I mean it's relevant at any time but it, it definitely it would have been very relevant to talk about that um and I guess it also it popped up in my mind because I was like um Arthur at some point I, I, I never got the sense that Arthur was denying himself help or denying that he needed help I always got the sense that he knew he needed help and was explicitly asking for it and asking for it and asking for it and at a certain point just kind of and asking for it and asking for and at a certain point just gave up asking which is something that I've also experienced um it's something that I know is a it's a common experience when you feel like you're you're and it's already there's already this social stigma around especially for men um there's already this social stigma around asking for emotional help admitting that you need emotional support I I think I I talked about a little bit about like in 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 one of my other episodes but um how there's this expectation that uh being an independent adult means and this is and I'm just talking about you know society just in general um there's this expectation that being fully independent being a fully independent adult means that you don't rely on other people for emotional support which is bullshit which is absolute bullshit we all need support sometimes um but yeah we we have this this idea that you should be able to take care of yourself completely on your own right so um 
there's this there's already this stigma around mental health um there's a you know additional stigma around people um with mental health challenges like depression angst or there's less of stigma around those like socially but there's still you know you try working at uh working the working customer service at at jack in the box and try to call in try to call out one day because uh you're having a depressive episode and see if you don't damn near it or if you know actually get fired right like that's or at least that's how it is within the u.s um socially we're talking about depression in a different way but again you can't call for the most part you can't call out from work and say i'm having a depressive episode and expect positive results at least if you're working customer service retail something like that um but again so there's this stigma uh around mental health and um needing you know mental health resources and support and stuff like that um so for anyone to come forward and say you know i'm having these issues is a difficult thing for a man to say it it can be additionally difficult because of the stigma of um that even you know that you see appear in some feminine space feminine spaces where men are expected to just kind of be tough it out no emotions or a little emotional expression or whatever whatever um I don't know, I just, I, it popped up in my mind, and I just wanted to talk about it, um, because I just, it was just kind of weird, almost, too, that I wasn't seeing more people talk about it, like, it, it was almost kind of weird that, um, as relevant as it was to conversations around mental health resources and mental, and access to those resources, um, for real life uh, low-income, no-income folks that I just wasn't seeing more of a mainstream conversation around it. I don't know. Um, but it felt really relevant to me, and then I guess, I don't know why it, why it popped, popped up in my mind today, though. Because I know I was... I was, um... I might have saw a, saw a video for it or something that just reminded me of what I kind of always wanted to talk about when the when the movie initially came out. Um, I never really got a chance to. And then, you know, I see something that makes me think of it today. I immediately think of my podcast and I'm like, I might as well hop on and pop off. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, let me... I guess in that that sense of shared experience with Arthur, you know, I felt bad for him. I, to a certain extent, but you know what I mean. Like I felt bad for to to see this person, uh, so ex- explicitly cry out for help and just not get it, and then for things to happen the way they did. But of course, you know, narratively, he was always going to become the Joker. Uh, that was never not an option. Um, so I'm not gonna get mad about it I'm definitely not gonna get not that almost sounded sarcastic look I'm literally not gonna get mad about it um because that makes as much sense to me as people who got mad about Thor not going for the head in Infinity War like we weren't gonna get a 
second part to that movie. Like, there wasn't going to be a whole second, you know, film about the other part of this whole battle with, with Thanos. Um, anywho, I digress on that point. Um, yeah, I, um... I felt bad for him. I, um... I know what that feels like. Uh, and then, of course, you know, just, but why aren't we having this conversation? Um, and I, you know, I, I remember, you know, looking it up at the time to, to see, like, if there were any articles talking about it, and I didn't really see anything that might be a different case. I haven't looked it up again since. Um, so, like I said, that might be a different case nowadays. But at the time, it was pretty much like the... Uh, how the movie represents or connects to or seem to um, speak for or speak to or whatever, whatever, um, those types of folks. Um, but I believe there there might have also been another movie that came out too that was like White Boy Rage or White Man Rage or something like that or maybe a couple movies. Did the Joker get an Oscar? There was a whole thing. So like I said, I'm I'm not invalidating those conversations. Um, I think they were important to have. I wasn't mad at the memes. I'm just saying I wish we had gotten to this conversation because I feel like this conversation really could have translated into some real life stuff around what it means to um, be a person... Uh, a, a socioeconomically disadvantaged person uh, dealing with mental health challenges and having to navigate the world of, of mental health resources in a world, in a society where those sources are very much undervalued to the point where they're constantly being slashed at funding wise so um it just it just sucks because it's like it's like mental health is such an important part of all of our lives and like being able to care for our mental health is a really big part of our lives um and individually we know this it's like we have this whole movement of like people coming celebrities and and other well-known you know people um coming forward and talking and being open about their uh mental health challenges and their mental health struggles and whether that's you know something that's been diagnosed or is diagnosable or if it's just like you know girl I be out here tired and I forget to take a nap and then I you know and then I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed because of work or because of life or because of the whole um panoramic we're still in and all these other like just we're we're openly talking about and giving each other space and grace, or at least for the most part, and trying to, uh, when it comes to the various mental health challenges. But that 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 openness, that understanding, um, that honesty, that willing to that willingness and ability to give grace and space, um, those things aren't system systematic. I was gonna say systemized. That might have worked, but it's systematic. Which just also makes me think of hydromatic grease lightning. But anyway, um, but like it's the, the that openness, that shifting in attitude 
unfortunately that is not that has not been folded into our system the way that um ableism and classism and racism and all these other isms and phobias have um so unfortunately you know again you you can't like you might have a friend who uh doesn't mind coming over to help you out when you're going through a depressive episode and you're not keeping things clean as you should or as you you know might want them to be um what I should say instead of should because I don't I well anyway there's um you know you might have a, a close enough relationship with your boss um that you can say hey I'm having a low moment I, I can't come in for a while but you know I'll keep you posted but for the most part if you're working retail customer service um, you are one of many, many employees in a minimum wage job um, where you don't even hang, you don't even know your your manager like that, um, let alone have a close relationship with them, or can uh, you know can guarantee that they're 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 the manager you need at, need at work when you need to call out on certain days. For the like, it's like if you don't have those privileges. You can't, you're not calling out, you're, you're not working at AMC and calling out of work and, uh, because you're ha- you're in the middle of a depressive episode and thinking that they're going to accept that as an answer when you're calling out on a Saturday morning and one of the new, you know, Avengers movies just came out, right? Like you just, the chances of you not being written up for that because that's not be that's not seen as like a. Uh, a valid reason for you to not show up for work pretty likely so it's like that kind of thing like calling out because you're in a depressive episode um needing to take time away from your uh your post wherever you work because your um anxiety is acting up not even that you're having an anxiety attack but it's just it's just really acting up and it's got you jittery and you just it's not a good day for you right like these things don't work for a lot of people as reasons as to why they need time off work as to why they need an additional break as to why they need additional support as college students because that understanding that that shifting in attitude that that embracing of being able to give each other the grace and space uh to deal to to at least talk about and acknowledge our mental health challenges that's not system systemic what's systemic unfortunately is the um you need to be pushing yourself to the limit and the brink to create for your manager your your supervisor and your company to you know make as much money as possible to push out push out, push out as much product as possible uh again going toward making as much money money as possible um and though that that system of working is not compatible with that shift in attitude so it's not Anyway, I could I could I could soapbox it up all day. Um, I just it's so ridiculous that it's not that it's not it should be a part of it, 
but it's not. Um, and as a result, um, a lot of people fall through the cracks. And like Arthur, like the Joker. Um, so I just, I, I feel like if we had been able to have that conversation at the time, um, we could have had some, some, some positive ripple effects. I don't know, we could at, at least just to talk about it, at least just to acknowledge that that is a reality for a lot of people, that if they, if they're not making a certain amount of money or if they don't have a certain job that gives them the right types of mental health, uh, resource benefits, or the, you know, the type of benefits that gives them access to, to high quality mental health resources, you're kind of screwed. Like, that, and that's if, that's if you, if you're able to get access to, uh, a, some type of, you know, human services professional at all. The, the closest you might get is with what Arthur got, which was a caseworker, overworked, underpaid, overloaded, who, who knows how many people she's seen today, who really just doesn't have the energy or the time to really give that much of a fuck. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that happened. It's unfortunate that it happens. And it's unfortunate that we missed this opportunity to engage in a conversation that started us at one point and could hop us off to talking about the other. So that's just some food for thought. Um, thank you for hanging with me. If you've listened to me this entire thing, thank you so much for your support. Um, I'll probably be doing another pop-up, pop-up episode. Um, I don't know when, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I, it might have, it, it might not happen because I'm supposed to, the, the hiatus ends, uh, June 15th. So, which is not that far around the corner. Um, so I might not have time for another surprise episode, but again, you know, if I, if I get the right topic in mind and I'm just like that fired up about it, trust and believe I will be on here. So, um, anyway, on that note, I'll talk to you later.